Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast, creating pathways, connecting people to Christ, to others, to purpose. Welcome to the Christway Connect podcast. This is the place we love to say Jesus is the way, everything else is a conversation. And today we're having a special conversation, not with Arnick, not with Deli, not with Jeremy, not with Josh, but one of Josh's uh, longtime buddies, uh, Matt Gager. Good to have you here, man. Good to be here. Matt is here with us from Idaho. Boise, Idaho. Tell yeah. us that story, man. How I ended ministry. up there? How ministry, I ended up right? ministry? Yeah. You got oh, well, there a bit? Are you native? I am actually born and raised Boise, Idaho, and um, uh, I went away to go to college and came back and married my high school sweetheart, and then uh, went away uh, for about two years ministry in Shreveport, Louisiana, of all places, or Louisiana, yeah. as they L- call L- it, Louisiana, Louisiana, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, up there we pronounce uh, every syllable. Louis, Louis, <laughs> Louisiana. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we were there two years, and then I uh, went. We went back home, back to Boise, and um, and then I was privileged to spend the next several several years on staff at my home church, the church I was uh, I, I was saved in, and it was. Uh, oh, really, home church, right? And got yeah. back to go there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. It was. Uh, it was a blessing. And were you doing music there? Is that where you did that? Yeah, I did. You do a lot of different things. Well, uh, as we were talking before, uh, my main my main function was music, but I also edited radio programs. I uh, edited edited video. I did men's ministry. I did weddings. I did funerals. I did. To which I told him this uh, podcast is not edited. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, there were a lot of a lot of things that uh, I did. We were, uh, as we were talking before, um, you know, when you are an associate. Your job description is putty, fill in the yeah, gaps. Right. And so that was cool, my man. job. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, you also told me that you're here with uh, uh, daughter and grandbabies mm-hmm. and eight grandbabies. I have eight grandbabies in total. That's awesome, man. Three of them moved here. So. Okay, which is why, if anyone's why, like, why is he here? Because the grandbabies are here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, so we know that that means we'll see uh, you often. Uh, not just friends with Josh and Mindy and their family, of course, but uh, daughter, son-in-law, and the sweeties. Yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here today, man. Yeah. Appreciate you being here today. As uh, many of you that are tracking with the podcast know, we're reading through the New Testament, and we are looking at Second Timothy this week. In fact, uh, I guess if you're following along, Monday's reading would have been First Timothy six, and then. We're knocking down the entirety of 2 Timothy, uh, chapters 1 through 4 for the rest of this week. So today, being our Wednesday broadcast, we are looking at 2 Timothy chapter 2. On Sunday, when I was preaching, uh, I had an, uh, just an opportunity to list like all of the amazing passages, it's, uh, verses, passages, uh, that if you've been around the church any amount of time, really find some power in in uh, your walk, and uh, of course, this this is um, this is Paul's last letter, which I think can't be lost on us for how powerful some of these some of these things are. So, uh, when you think about that, when you think about do, do do you put yourself in the position of Paul writing a last letter, or do you find you put yourself more in the position of the mentee uh, receiving that wisdom when you read through this? What, What's your experience with that? 
well, I guess in different seasons of my life, I've read right. it from different perspectives, sure. right? Um, you know, just recently, actually being having the privilege of sitting in the last sermon and, and hearing what you were what you were sharing about, uh, I thought actually thought a lot about it, and you know, did did Paul really know this was going to be his last set of letters? You know, and did that yeah. affect his writing? Uh, and yeah. would it affect his writing? You know, um, I think yeah. Was he trying to get in the last little nuggets to, to Timothy, um, or was this something he would just say in the course of normal conversation in the correction? You know, as he's writing to the churches in the normal. It, it felt <laughs> yeah. different. It felt different to me. Yeah, I mean, it feels like he. It leads me to believe that he's in a place where he's like, you know, maybe, maybe this is it. Like I'm in the Mamertine prison or mm-hmm. jail or whatever they call it. Dungeon is really what they should call it. Yeah. And I here I am and not looking good. Mm-hmm. And I've been here before, mm-hmm. but this one is. Uh, and in fact, it was the place that he was executed. So, yeah. um, for Paul, right? Yeah, that Joker. Mm-hmm. He cheated death all all over the place. Exactly, multiple times. And yeah. So, so that's my my perspective. Like, did he did he know this is it, or was he just writing in the normal course of well, the Lord may deliver me, and so I'll just this is my normal. Uh, I just feel like that thing we, we, yeah. we, we he 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 wraps it up, and that was the message on Sunday. Like you know, mm-hmm. please come quickly. Yes. That quickly part mm-hmm. seems to echo something you said earlier: stages and seasons of life that. Would have been lost on twenty year old Andy. Mm-hmm. Would have might have been lost on thirty or forty year old Andy. Not lost mm-hmm. on fifty four year old Andy. Yes, <laughs> right. Where mm-hmm. like come quickly, friend. Friends matter. Mm-hmm. Just to be edified by you, to sit by you, talk with you. Um, I'm sure the, your buddies here, uh, Colby and Josh, when you guys get together. I'm sure it's that kind of a thing. You're like back. The band is back together, right? Yeah. It's like uh, no time has passed. You know, hey, how's it going? Yeah, and, pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's good to have good friends. Pretty cool. And and I'm looking at this in uh, uh, chapter two. One of the things that kicks off right away in verse four, and it goes down. Oh, probably four or five verses there. Uh, talks about a soldier and an athlete and a farmer. Mm-hmm. And Paul pulls this out, which is uh, speaks of investment to me, an investment without immediate return. Mm-hmm. A soldier, an athlete, and a farmer. Have you ever pondered through that? How does that stuff strike you? Those any of those did any of those resonate with you particularly? I find it interesting that Paul didn't just. I mean, Jesus would give a parable, and he would just say, you know, a mustard seed, or you know, mm-hmm. whatever, a, a net, or yes. But Paul is like. Boom, boom, boom. Direct, direct, direct. Yeah, right there together. Except for this where it's like, yeah. And in this he's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's mm-hmm. just piecing them out. Yeah, and and, uh, and and verse 7 says, Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. You know, he says it right at the end of that athlete. <laughs> That's right. And, and I read that and went, wait a minute, is he's pulling out a page out of Jesus' book as yeah. well. Uh, but it made me, actually made me get pause, like, do I really understand what he's saying there as well? And for me, um, I think it has a little bit to do with the previous verses when he's he's saying, uh, you know, my child, you know, be strengthened in the grace. 
of Jesus Christ, and then what you've heard to me, heard from me, you know, in the presence of everybody else, you know, speak this into faithful men who can teach, right? And then in verse three, it says, share in the suffering as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. And then he throws in that verse four, five, and six, where it's the soldier, the athlete, and the six. So to me, it's, I feel like it's speaking to verse three, you know, uh, you're going to share in some suffering, right? Yeah, my translation yeah. says endure hardship with us. Yeah. So so I think he's speaking to that. That's, for me, that's all lumped together. Like, hey, you're going to, you are going to raise up, you know, I've mentored you. I've, I've, I've uh, invested into you. Now it's your turn to invest in other people. And as you're doing that and you're teaching, mm-hmm. uh, other people are going to see that and they're not, and they may speak against you and you're going to endure some hardship, but that is par for the course here. And so endure it. And then he gives, for me, he gives examples like, hey, you know, don't, a good soldier doesn't worry about what other people are saying over here. Just keep focused on, on what the, the Lord is telling you. Focus. The leading you, yeah. And, uh, you know, run the race. Um, you know, a good farmer plows and he breaks up the ground and he plants and he waters and he weeds uh, to produce a crop. And that's, your focus. So to and me, he, and he waits. Yes. And so to me, that is, that's what he's speaking about. It's interesting when I hear some of these and I think, uh, cause I mean, I, I preach every week. I don't know that I always lead with this. Good morning, everyone. Uh, hardship is a way of life, right? <laughs> yeah. Welcome. Right. That kind of a deal yeah. for Paul to say, endure hardship as a good soldier recognition that what I'm asking you to do is going to be tough recognition mm-hmm. that the, um, uh, we have this thing at work where we talk about the purpose of the meeting, the process of the meeting, and the product of the meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is it just everybody hugging and talking, or is there a product here? Right. Yeah. And it is as if he in clearly says, the product's down the road, guys. Not this week, not next week. Mm-hmm. Enduring. And I think yeah. of Philippians. I guess it's Philippians 2. Uh, Jesus uh, endured mm-hmm. the cross, despising the shame yep. for the joy. That was set before set him. Set before him, yeah. yeah. Maybe a little ways down the road before him too, right? Who knows? Yeah. The bride, and, and it could even be yet in the mind of Christ that um, we are the joy and have yet to be at that marriage supper, right? It's mm-hmm. it's still, still still ongoing. And to think, I'm, I'm flashing to James 1 where he leads with, count it all joy, friends, when you fall into <laughs> yeah. trial and temptation. Like what? That's your lead? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we talk a lot you know, as I get older, right? I'm, I'm in my late 40s, and so as I've gotten older and pondered over my life, and as a young man, you were talking about... Uh, yeah, that, Andy, 20, that 20, 30-year-old, yeah. Matt. Uh, as a young man, we don't catch some of these things, but now I'm, you know, I have, I have grandchildren, and I think, about, think back over my life, and I go, you know, some of the things I think I would have changed back way back when in my 20s and 30s, now I'm glad I didn't because it was that process, that hardship that I went through that have given me um, perspective and insight and molded me and produced character that I, w- I wouldn't have had any other way. And It really I, enables us to even see. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Like we did not have that lens. Yeah, you, you don't know what you don't know. You know, there's that saying, you don't know what you don't know because you haven't walked that road before. You haven't experienced it. And what it. hardship does for us to open us up. Exactly. 
Yeah, you can't. Uh, the old, there's also an old saying within the church, right? You can't have a, a testimony without a test, test right? Yeah. And uh, there's there's a lot of truth there. And and um, sometimes, sometimes I believe those lessons you learn along the way. Uh, you know, you teach them to your children and your your children's children, and you don't know the investment. Kind of going back to what Paul was saying here to Timothy before, you don't know the investment. You know, the hardship you went through, which converts to wisdom, and that wisdom you share with your children and grandchildren, right. what that investment down the road will produce. It may actually keep them. They they may actually keep them from falling right. in a a redemption. Yeah, falling in a rut or. Yeah. Or whatever, and uh, I was talking with Josh a little earlier today about about uh, some of this as well, and um, you know we were talking about uh, another old saying. You know, what's the difference between a smart man and a wise man? Yeah. You know, a smart man learns from his mistakes. A wise man learns from someone else's mistakes. And so, I think as you know, as we've processed through our our own journeys and gone through hardships. My prayer is that my spiritual children and my children and my grandchildren will be wise, not just smart, you know. Yeah, to learn. That's the redemption, the yeah. redemption of the loss, the redemption of the challenge, the redemption of the difficulty. Uh, I, I was a soldier. I was a sailor, but um, in the military. And did you do any military time ever? I did not. Yeah, so I, oh, the miles we'd run, my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, the marches. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And a lot of times they'd put you through things, and they're telling you right up front, "You're doing this in case you." Ever, we had to jump off a 35 meter. I mean, not 35 meter, 35 foot, 10 meter, 10 meter, 35 foot platform into a pool. Mm-hmm. It took a year and a half to climb up to the top of that <laughs> thing, man, and and it is higher and higher and higher, and you're literally reaching into the girder, the steel girders of the natatorium, you know, the Olympic mm-hmm. pool and all that. And they blow a whistle and you jump. Mm. And if you didn't jump, you didn't graduate. Mm. I mean, all the other things you did, if you didn't jump, you didn't graduate. They're like, you're going to be on a ship. You might have to jump. We want you to actually have been there. Yeah. Know that I can do this, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of these hardships, so counterintuitive, and we try to, we try to slip around them, and I often joke around. I'm like, you know, there's a hardship. I'm like, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's like, I'm the one authoring the hardship. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yes. He's like, I'm actually the one authoring this. I, I think of uh, the last chapter of Job. It says, uh, one translation says, all the evil that the Lord brought upon Job. Mm-hmm. It's a little tough to hear evil and Lord and that, but all that trial and hardship. Mm-hmm was brought upon by God. God said yes. Yeah, he allowed it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so the the long miles and the months of waiting and farming and the athlete thing, I heard a story once. A guy was an uh, uh, Olympic coach for weightlifters. Mm. So, you know, stupid amounts of weight. Mm-hmm. And you only raise the bar you know, a, an eighth of a pound, you know, and you work another month and raise it a quarter of a pound when you're at that level. Yeah. And someone asked him, an interviewer asked him, and they said, you know, what's the secret to these guys? Are they just, you know, just birthed that way and born strong? And and the, the comment they made was amazing. He said, really, they're just better with the boredom. <laughs> really? They're better with the boredom. They're better with going into the gym mm-hmm. 
every day and just pushing weights and pulling weights mm -hmm. and not seeing much change. Yeah, the monotony of it. The monotony mm -hmm. <laughs> of the day in and day, which can, for some of us can be hardship, right? Mm -hmm. Especially in our flash addiction right now culture. Yeah. Yeah, where you're just walking the journey yep. and putting in the miles and putting in the time as a farmer would do, mm -hmm. as a, a soldier would do, simply walking your post being available and protective. And so that, I wouldn't have come up with that, mm -hmm. but man, it resonated with me when I heard it. I'm like, oh, wow. And I think of Michael Phelps. We used to live in Baltimore and he's from Baltimore. Um, and in the area we lived, he was near, near, nearby that area. His mother was a, a principal at one of the local elementary schools. Mm -hmm. So they were all fam famous family, you know. Mm -hmm. And that joker would get up at 4.30 in the morning and swim. You know how many people saw him? Nobody. nobody. Yeah. That's right. Nobody. Yeah, but they saw the results. Oh, you see the results, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, and frankly, the guy that came in eighth in that race mm -hmm. probably got up at four thirty and swam too. Yeah. <laughs> right. Anybody in that pool Absolutely probably did. Right. He's still yeah. an Olympian. Mm -hmm. And is still an Olympian. We came mm -hmm. in eighth. And we're like, we don't even know who that is. You'd have to look it up. <laughs> You'd have to look at who 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 even was the country. I don't even know the person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of this enduring. Is that what I said? It said, uh, yeah, endure, right? Mine says endure hardship, verse 3 at the beginning. Yes, mine says share in suffering. I'm reading from the ESV. Yeah, just, yeah, just sharing it, right? Mm -hmm. Be a part of it, recognize it. Mm -hmm. And Paul's saying, which is an old man speaking to a young man for sure, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Timothy, is that what you're saying? Timothy would be wise to listen to the old man. Exactly. Not learn it the hard way. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which you know is is our hope for for all of our kids, you know, but conversely, I think also, as we were talking before, that you know, as coming from a from a parent's perspective, you know, we see our children and our grandchildren, or if you're that old, right, you see them struggle with something, especially especially like your teenage children, where they're going through social drama, or or they're just tired, and you know, because they're busy schedule and. And they begin to struggle a little bit, you know. As a as a parent, a lot of times we want to step in and try to fix it, right? Yeah. Or even a husband with a wife, you know. The classic yeah. fix it. Yeah. Just tell me what you want. I'll fix it. <laughs> That's right. uh, yeah. But but I find myself, you know, the older I get, the, and and reading stuff like this, going, you know what? It's not my job to fix it unless the Lord tells me to step in and do it. It's my job to to encourage. And to say, hey, you're not alone. I've been there. I love you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray for you. I'm gonna support you any way I can. Um, but I can't, I can't fix it for you, yeah. right? Because for this, I think some of this very same reason, it, it builds character, right? It builds, yeah. uh, it helps you identify with the sufferings of Christ. And let me frankly say that uh, my oldest daughter uh, is a freshman in college in Birmingham. And so for me to have already had some of those conversations over the last month or two, mm -hmm. where I'm like, I can't fix this one for you. I can tell you a couple things. Mm -hmm. I can be here for you, right? Is growing her and... <laughs> Stretching <laughs> dad, isn't it? It's growing me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness, it's growing me because I'm wanting to hop in the car and I will be there in seven hours and three minutes. Like I will... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will get a speeding ticket in Nashville because I am headed your way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, mm -hmm. and the growth of, frankly, what I feel in those moments is 
uh, the growth of uh, trust and perspective. Mm-hmm. Perspective to recognize. And I had I literally I had this talk with Emma yesterday. I said, I, I can't be there to help you with this. I can tell you a couple things, and mm-hmm. I did. Mm-hmm. I said, but the reality is I can't protect you when you live in Terre Haute. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I'm limited to do that. I have to trust God. I have to pray, mm-hmm. hand you over to the Lord, yep. his goodness and grace. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And you could be in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I could be in the kitchen. Yep. I don't have any more ability to yeah. help you than or, or you could be standing limited. You could be standing right in front of me. And if you have a health problem, what can I yeah. do other than pray for you, you know, and hope, you know. And uh, so yeah, and so the reality of, of all that is hopefully, right? Hopefully they remember their children and your and whoever you're talking about, whoever you're mentoring, whoever you're you're speaking into, you know, hopefully they remember some of those things that you've taught them, right? Uh, go to the Lord in prayer. He's there for you all the time. Um, you know, seek out wise counsel. Seek out, seek out good godly friends that can encourage you and you can speak into their life as well. You know, those are, those are my prayers. And even, even as my, uh, my daughter and my son-in-law and my grandkids are moving here, I am, you know, those are my prayers. I'm, I, I'm here saying, okay, who who could you know? I'm eyeballing my dad's eye. You know, I'm, mm. I'm going. Who who here would be a good um, you know friend for my daughter or my son-in-law? Uh. And I catch myself going. You know what? That's really not my job. <laughs> my, my, yeah. I, I can help them make connections with the people I know, and then I just pray and say, Lord, they're in your hands. And, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's a constant struggle, at least for me. <laughs> well, surrender. Yeah. We'll come back to that. It's a, well, yeah, sure. It's mm-hmm. a surrender of what we think we have control over, how we want things to be. And I'll tell you one thing about a soldier. Um, you don't work for you. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. You do not work for you. you work Someone for with one more bar than you have mm-hmm. tells you to jump, and you're off and running. And you signed mm-hmm. up for that. Like, yeah. that was the sign-up. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes when we recognize that I have a um, sensitive spot to how the Lord saved me and the mess uh, that I was and his grace and, and kindness, frankly, just his kindness to me, not to mention the power to, to free me mm-hmm. and deliver me and redeem me, but the kindness that he extended to me. It's never far from me. And I, I, I realize that I was a hot mess, and you came in and made a difference. And just as the calendar shifts from zero years to ADBC, all that business, you know, man, that was a change in my life. Mm-hmm. And so from that space, I'm like, uh, you, you owe me nothing, frankly, mm-hmm. moving forward. Thank you for all you've given. Mm-hmm. And I, I am in your uh, debt. My life is not my own. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with someone during COVID. We're actually in the hallway of the church here. And all the conversation about, you know, the restrictions and masks and all the things, you know, that people were discussing. And uh, I mentioned to him, I said, what we try to do here in a public place, a public building, is we just try to follow the, the directive of the governor. You know, mm-hmm. as long as it's reasonable and 
Yeah. Uh, and this person looked at me, who happened to be young, by the way, quite a bit younger <laughs> than I, yeah. and said, uh, what about your rights? And I'm like, bro, you don't have any rights. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. You don't have any rights. You're, you're bought with a price. You're not mm-hmm. your own. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I wasn't trying to be snarky or anything. I was yeah. like, dude. Yeah, you belong to Jesus. Yeah, this is, mm-hmm. uh, if, I mean, I guess I have rights. I have a right to punish, but I, I choose not to execute that right to punish. So I forgive. Mm-hmm. And I certainly have a right to do something. Um, and then, and then when the Lord calls us to, for, when the Lord calls me to prefer you, mm-hmm. okay, are you worthy of it? I don't know, probably not, but uh, that's it, the calling, right? That's it doesn't, the, it doesn't matter. It no. doesn't actually yeah. matter. No. Matter. And so yeah. you can be that soldier and, you know, clean out the proverbial latrine mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, wave the flag in the front of the uh, column for the charge, you know, mm-hmm. and you're it's so interesting in this ministry. You serve at the pleasure, uh, you know, as as a cabinet member, someone might have said, right, we serve at the pleasure of the president. Yeah. Uh, I, I recognize that in ministry, it's such a and we've had this theme the last several weeks probably because it's Timothy, right, in these writings mm-hmm. from Paul. We serve at the pleasure of the, uh, the Lord. And where you call us, okay. Yeah. And we find ourselves in cities with our family, without our family, as, as you're living out currently, and mm-hmm. I've lived that as well. And you're different places, and you're like, okay. Yeah. Uh, almost like uh, in, the, in the military, we go, aye, aye, sir. Yeah. Yep. Whatever you want. Whatever you want. I, you know, I, I, I call the Lord Daddy. You know, sometimes I'm praying. Whatever you want, Dad. You know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm all in. So whatever it is you want, wherever you want me to go, I'm there. You know. And so we've been to Africa. We've been to, um, we've you know moved across the country. And so, but those are things you do because the Lord, you love the Lord, and the Lord tells you you're all in, right? When when you, and frankly, you're smart enough to be all in. Yeah, <laughs> let's. Yeah. I mean, I, a, an old guy here would be saying, "Like, you're smart enough to be all in." Mm-hmm. I'm. If you're asking me to go there, mm-hmm. then that is actually not to the betterment of others only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you have plans of grace and truth and yeah. fulfillment for me. Yeah, stretching me, growing yes, me to be in those places, even when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, but you're growing me in those things, so I. A few weeks ago, we were talking about the fear of the Lord. Josh and I were actually having a conversation about this, and I, I, I said, "Man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm afraid to not follow God because then I feel like I'm running my own." Yeah, that's the scariest. Man, place I don't want to be. Wanna be I, I don't want that. No, 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 no. Yeah, because I have enough of a track record to know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. This is not going to play out yeah. well. I know I'm going to mess it up. That that's 100 percent of the time. If it's left to me. Alone, I'm going to mess it up. But if my heart and ear are postured toward listening to, you know, Lord and what He wants and what what He says, and just being obedient and and not worrying up and leaving the outcome to Him, okay, yeah, Dad, hearing the well done. Yep, I I will do it even though it's this could cost me. It could hurt me. Uh, it's it could leave my loved ones without seeing me for a while. I'm going to do it because I know. You're God, and you're, what you have for me is uh, in store for me is, is good. And it may not seem good for me at the moment, but as we were talking about years down the road, 
it can produce all kinds of fruit that don't only don't, don't at that time don't only benefit benefit me but benefit my children yes. my children's children right. and yeah. and uh, uh, you probably had this scenario I've 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 had to go places do things invested in people sacrifice was involved and then uh, enough time has passed that the people that I sacrificed for mm-hmm. have full circle come and invested in my own kids yeah. at pivotal moments where it wasn't me they came to, mm-hmm. but they came to these other folks that I'd invested in. And now it's almost this full, you know, yeah. pay it forward kind of, but really it's just the Lord setting all that up. And he, uh, I, I, I heard a pastor years ago, he told me, he said, uh, God will never be indebted to you. Mm. He'll never be indebted to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you won't yeah. give more than he gives. Right? Exactly. Whatever you think you're giving, mm-hmm. uh, he can, he can, and will. And it's yeah. not a, a tit for tat kind of uh, eight bucks. I'm expecting nine back, of course. But yeah. just the whole idea. And I was having a conversation yesterday with someone about how the Lord knows the things that are so deep in our heart and the things that we long for and love and desire and need and really value. So the quick story, um, my daughter was uh, four in pre-K, and I worked at this little Episcopal day school. And I taught math in the basement of an old church with insects and dampness. (laughs) And it was just gross, man. (laughs) The carpet was, you know. Mildewy. Yeah, I I taught class down there. And that time of my life, that time of my life, uh, my buddies in the military, because I had gotten out, of course, my buddies were making uh, captain in the Navy, Mm. colonel in the Marine Corps, you know, Mm -hmm. leading air wings and command at sea and all that stuff. And I'm teaching math, teaching algebra in the basement of a church at a private school. Mm -hmm. But on the way to school every day, I got to sing songs with my girl. And we got to count cars and stuff. And the reason it came up yesterday is she was on a road trip with her college buddy, her roommate. And she said, Dad, we were doing the ABC game, and we got stuck on cue, and we couldn't figure out. <laughs> and I re- and she said, I remembered when we'd play that on the way to school. you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I fired off a quick, look for quality in and Qdoba. I'll be your lifeline. Look for Qdoba. There you go. Yeah, so God knows, though. That in those moments, I'd look at those guys and I thought, man, that'd be super cool mm-hmm. to walk in a room and everyone, attention on deck and staying on that whole thing. Heady, mm-hmm. but not really hearty. Mm-hmm. You know? And the heart part for me is, and I, I look at that and I'm like, you are, you are so trustworthy, Lord. Because you know exactly, you know the deepest desires of my heart. And had I become a, an admiral in the Navy, mm-hmm. that would have meant I missed so much of the things that I want most. Yeah. And then they're gone, mm-hmm. and then you're empty. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of me I don't trust, man. I'm like, Lord, call the shots. I'm tracking with you. Yeah. You'll be my helper, and when I get in my own way, you've got a big old boot and don't mind using it. And, and I invite him to use it. Yep. Please yep. get my attention. Yep. The wisdom of that, yeah. Yeah. I used to tell people I'm a two-by-four Christian. You know, The Lord has to whack me over the head with the two-by-four <laughs> sometimes to... Get me, a, get me pointed in the right direction. But uh, I try not to say that anymore. I don't want to proclaim that. I don't want to be a two-by-four Christian. I want, to be, I want to be an obedient son, you know. So, yes, Dad. Well, I want to be quick to hear yeah. as well. Yep. Right? And my heart bent toward him. Mm-hmm. Where uh, there's a, uh, you, you would know this, Ananias and, and Saul. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the way it reads in the in the scripture Acts nine, I guess, um, the Lord tells Saul that a man named Ananias is coming to see him. Yeah. And then he asks Ananias to go see him. Yeah. Not lost on me. No. And that's a, my heroes in the Bible are, are I, I say it's Ananias, mm-hmm. a one hit wonder. Yeah, what else did he do? No one has any idea. No. But he was that dude that, that the Lord knew. He, he tells Saul, he's, this guy's coming to see you. And then he's like, hey, man, I need you to go see him. Knowing he'll say yes, mm-hmm. which I want to be that guy. Yeah. And then the teenage girl that says, be it unto me according to your word. Mary. Yes. Mm-hmm. That I know this is a little weird and hmm, not sure how this works, but yeah. if you say so. And I'm going to endure ridicule and be yeah. ostracized and my family's going to disown me. As a good soldier. And- yeah, that's the part I want to be. That's my heart. I, I, uh, I want to be that person that before the Lord asks me, he knows I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great. Even great. though he may occasionally, <laughs> and I've told him, if you need the two by four, knock your, you know, go right ahead, please. Not yeah. that he needs my permission, but. Yeah, no, he'll, he, he has uh, a way. I can still get a little hard headed in those spaces and in those moments. So when my heart is to do one thing and. And the head tells you whatever another. else my self-preservation is to do another. Mm-hmm. Again, one of the most beautiful, right? The word of God is quick and powerful, mm-hmm. sharper than any two-edged sword. Yeah, a discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. Yeah, he knows my heart, mm-hmm. and I'm like, even when I'm a knucklehead, <laughs> like you know my heart, you know that my heart is to serve you. Yeah, when I am in my own way, so, so let your word discern that. Yeah, and put it on me. Well, you know, and you're supposed to guard your heart. You're supposed to guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, and so that's not his. That's, not, that's not his job. That is our job to to guard our hearts. And so, if you're guarding your heart and you're opening it to the things of, you know, the Spirit, to things of God, you're posturing yourself to be open and say, "Yes, Dad, whatever you want." Um, it's uh, no matter no matter if you're a little hard headed, uh, the Lord shows a lot of grace there because when you have a hard heart and a stiff neck. Yeah, he right. can't use you. Yeah. But if you have a soft heart and it's good soil, it may take a while, but yeah. he'll plant that seed and it'll grow. It'll grow and it'll become uh, it'll become shade and, and it'll become life for many other people. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be willing to close us out today and, and pray a prayer of blessing over folks that uh, need to say, uh, yes, Dad, whatever you say? Yeah, my pleasure. Awesome. Well, Lord, we thank you. Father, we praise you, God, for who you are. And I praise you, Father, for the, the blessing and opportunity, God, it is to speak into one another's lives, to share in life with one another. And uh, Lord, I just pray right now for the one listening, Father, who's who may be doubting, doubting their relationship with you, doubting that they hear you right, doubting that they walk in relationship with you, Father. I pray right now that you would touch their heart, God. And they would say, Lord, within themselves, I open my heart to you, Father. And my answer is yes. Whatever you want, Father, no matter what it costs me, for you, my answer is yes, always. And so I thank you, Father, and I, I, uh, I bless you. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for bringing your heart here today, bro. Uh, my pleasure. Man. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Pleasure talking with you, and thanks everyone for joining us today. Hope this was a meaningful and encouraging and possibly even uh, provoking conversation for you that will help you 
open up into a space of surrender and, and trust. It's a, it's a beautiful place. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Until next time, take care.